I'm just going to say that the night ended with me being pulled up on stage by RuPaul Drag Queens. Welcome, Welcome to Whelmed, a podcast for Xennials. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> that sounds like a good way to end, a, to end an evening. It also sounds like it might be the end of your rom-com. <laughs> I were going to a write a rom-com one. but like bad good like yeah, good, if no, I were good, gonna good, right, bad. Good, bad. if I were gonna write the Hallmark movie starring you that would be how it ended why because it feels uh, joyous and celebratory okay. and mm-hmm. freeing was it any of those things so it was Okay, so like long story short, I have been doing, um, I'm going to get the name of it wrong, but I think it's called Big Apple Sports. And it's a organization that runs like sports and activity leagues for gay guys. And I have been doing their bowling league, which is absolutely so much fun. It is. I'm so glad I I do it. Um, On Sundays, it's bowling and beer. We get these beer towers. (laughs) I feel so butch. Like <laughs> um, our beer towers, indiv- like it's like a it's like cans of beer that get no. made into a tower. It's like it's, pints they of basically beer? pour draft beer into this like tower, and then at our thing, we can. Oh, I got you. You can right. So it's like it's just classier than having a pitcher on the table, and a lot bigger. Sure, gotcha. Okay. It's like four pitchers or three or four pitchers. All right. Pitchers. Yeah. Need to well, bring those to Memphis. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's like five, uh, six of us on the team. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. And we get we get 40% off the first one, 50% off the second one. <laughs> That's a smart way to do it. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and then after bowling, there's always a bar that is designated as the after party, basically. Uh. So it's, we go drink at bowling and then we just go drink. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a couple of Sunday fun days in a it row. It's a Sunday fun day. Yeah. You're taking it seriously. That's um, great. But uh, we're, we're recording today on um, what is some celebrate as Columbus Day. Some celebrate as Indigenous Peoples Day. And some in North America, it is Canadian Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving to all our Canadian listeners. If we of have which any. there are none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have off today, so huzzah. Yay. Um, and so I was like, I don't need to like think about like, oh, I can only have a drink or two and then have to go home. Right. You could actually party. So we went from to the first bar called Mr. Big. After the Sex and the City character or the 90s alt rock band? probably the latter based on the decor (laughs) okay all right go on because like it was a sports bar like it's a gay friendly sports bar but it's not a gay bar a gay friendly sports bar all right all right all right all right yeah like there were lots of tvs everywhere but then they were also playing kelly clarkson like lots of TVs playing sports and then Kelly Clarkson. Sure, sure, sure. They were like, do you need NFL football and a diva? 
at the yeah. same time <laughs> carrie uh, carrie underwood's not cutting it in her oh my god like the worst clothes ever she sings like the opening song to sunday night football and she wears the worst clothes maybe in the history of time she is like she's so like what trailer park money like, <laughs> so new money new oh my god everything she wears is like is that a trash bag did you make a dress out of a trash bag carrie underwood like is it why is it why is it so sparkly like are you is this thunderdome what are you doing i mean like maybe take a take a a, a chapter out of the um oh my god i can't i can't do words today um dolly parton playbook like she did trashy well. It's true. And it can be done. And also, like, you're singing the opening to Sunday Night Football. Like, you don't want to throw on a pair of cutoffs and some cowboy boots. Right. And, like, just be, like, cute, like, down-home girl. Like, why are you dressed like you're going to a drag show? Yeah. Like, can you, watch, can you like. watch Sweet Home Alabama, please? And right. Like- yes. Like, yes. Just do your, like, down-home. Mm-hmm. Just do down-home adorableness. Like, I, I promise you the people who are watching Sunday Night Football are going to be a bigger fan of that decor on, on you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, she doesn't exactly have the biggest gay following, so. No. I don't know that she's, I don't know that she's politically. Yeah. Uh, in that, where, where she would anyway. But yeah. Kelly Clarkson, though. Mm-hmm. Big gay following. Deservedly so. A delight, um, uh... Kelly Clarkson. A delight. So, yeah, and then we went to another bar called The Spot. Sure, sure. (laughs) See, that's even like, that's even like a Hallmark movie bar name. The Spot? Yes, that's totally what they call (laughs) bars in Hallmark movies. (laughs) Um, Wait, so, okay, if we were, (laughs) if this was my Hallmark movie, what would be happening right now? Well, right now the movie would be over because the movie ended last night. No, 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 I know. But I'm saying what would be happening like at Mr. Big and then at the spot and bowling? Like what would be happening at those places? What is the story? You would be falling in love. It's a Hallmark movie. That's the only plot. That's the only plot that exists in a Hallmark movie. There was no one to fall in love with. Well, but in your Hallmark movie, there was. And listen, it's only like the second week of bowling. You don't know. Third week, whatever. Be patient, man. (laughs) You don't want to meet somebody during Mercury and retrograde. Oh, I know, right? Yes. There is someone I find really cute, but he's a bit of an alcoholic, which is fine to hang out with, but not to date. Not to date. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Learn that lesson the hard way. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so we went to the spot and the spot is dangerous because they're two for one. Oh, but two for one on how, everything? On everything. <gasps> and this is how they get you. You buy a round and then they give you drink tickets to get the next round. Oh, yeah. However, we were very smart this time because they made our margaritas extra specially strong and sour. Um, and That's how I like my margarita. These were too sour. Like our faces were puckering. Mm-hmm. Um, End of it. But so I just held on to my drink tickets for the next time. <laughs> um, and then we went out for um, dinner at a place called Sticky's. 
not an appetizing sounding name for a restaurant. It's um uh I've never heard of it. Apparently it is a chain. It's sort of fast foodie and it's um it's all crispy chicken tenders with like lots of sauces and fries and Okay, yeah, I get the vibe of that then. It actually was really good. I'd never been there, but I was like, "Oh, this is a really cute thing to do on the way home from drinking after bowling." Like Right. Great. Yeah, that's um, exactly the kind of stuff you want to eat after drinking your bowl. Then we ate at my apartment. Then we decided to go back out. Because at that point, you're making good choices. Right. So <laughs> then we went to a place called Hardware. Uh-huh. Which I assume is a gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> By the by, I kept seeing people all night long that I've been talking to on dating apps. Like... <laughs> Mm, what is that I like um all right like side is tangent it, is it like when you run into people you know from high school and you like pretend like no. you don't know each other but you do no because <laughs> if you haven't actually met in person yet like you don't know if you're supposed to say hello or not right that's what i'm saying that's how i feel about when i run into people i know from high school because i don't actually know you like i don't really want to talk to you mm, I, don't, yeah, I don't really so... know you but like i totally know who you are though in my 17 years in Los Angeles, unless I worked out like later in the day, I never ran into people at the gym or anywhere else. Like it's just, LA is just not like that. It's not like a place where you run into people like as much. Okay. All right. Um, in New York, I run into people all the time. Interesting. So I have now run into two people I have um hung out with big air quotes mm -hmm. um at the gym at 6 a.m which is an awkward time to see people yeah and then um yeah so the spot hardware at Hardware, there was this drag show with one of RuPaul girls, Britta Filter. Oh, yeah. I remember Britta Filter. <laughs> and um, they were they were talking about the weather and about L.A. for a second, about, you know, how nice the weather is out there. But then they were talking about how shitty L.A. is. This was all before they started performing against Raining Men, right? No. Oh, damn. They missed an opportunity there. <laughs> <laughs> They were doing like some serious lip syncs, not like one like sang some like religious hymn thing. <laughs> so maybe that is Hallmark Channel. -y. Well, that's a first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. But then like they were talking about LA and I forget exactly what they were saying, but then they said like, is anyone from LA? And I just compulsively raised my hand. I'm not technically from L.A. No, but you did live there for a long, long time. 17 years. Which is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Mm -hmm. um, and so they they like brought me up on stage. Oh, that's Which cute. was really funny. And uh, they were like, actually, I got all like bashful and shy and... Um, and they're like, as I was walking up on stage, they were like, Ooh, it's bear season. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And um, and then they asked me like what I did, and then I I said I worked for the Teletubbies. <laughs> I imagine that was a big hit. Oh my god, the audience went nutty bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah your teletubbies are really having a moment they are yeah so um and then it was cute and we, we we chatted about la for a second and then they sent me off on my merry way and then we went to another bar called industry yeah yeah my goodness, I know. i'm exhausted just thinking about this i know i know and they were having a drag pageant with miss cracker and um, oh my god, another famous drag queen. Um, oh, I, uh, uh, something Bertina Burner. Mm. Yeah, and then I run into another guy that I was have been talking to, and though he like he was all cool when we were chatting online, and then when we met in person, he was all kind of needy. Which, you know me, that's a turnoff. Mm-hmm. No, no, you are the only one allowed to be needy. Yeah. And um, also he, like, not just, like, smelled like he had a cigarette. He, like, smelled like he'd been chain smoking. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. And I could just, I couldn't stand next to him. Well, listen, at least you, you know, you know that one. Got that out of the way now. Yeah. Oh, my and goodness. Then... That's quite a Sunday fun day. I know. Oh, my God. And somehow I'm not hungover today. That is really remarkable because I think I'd be dead. We have been having Sunday fun days. Uh, I mean, we went swimming yesterday at my brother's pool. Yeah, it's October and like it's it was so 90 degrees. fucking warm. It's supposed to be 80 here this week in New York. Yeah, this is I'm I think this is the last like warm week. Um, yeah. It looks like it's going to cool off after that, which honest to God, like I'm really ready for like. I don't normally feel that way because I really hate winter. Like winter is, I really hate winter. So I don't normally feel that way, but like this year, for whatever reason, I'm like, Oh no, please bring on the fall. Like I need sweaters and tea and like cozy things. And do you, do you think that that, that that's maybe a repercussion of COVID in a way? Because like that feels more insular and we have been insular Mm. and summer made us feel like we needed to go out and be social right maybe so used to that yeah and it does feel like more i it does feel like sort of a restorative time right like it's Mm -hmm. like it gets darker earlier and so like I, I take a lot of baths in the winter, which feel very, you know, that's very relaxing and very, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see because the thing is like, well, it's not COVID. T- I mean, it is still COVID, but it's not like things are different. Like it's such yeah. a weird fucking thing, right? Because it's not like we're back to like pre-pandemic normal, but like I still have to fucking go to work every day and like, grocery shop and you know what I mean like it's still like it does I I like I feel like everybody's in a very different spot about it right like everybody's comfortable with really different levels of stuff but like I have to go to fucking work every day with 24 kindergartners in a very small classroom Mm -hmm. and so like I'm sort of like yeah listen I'm being as careful as I can and I wear my mask and I wash my hands and like we're doing the best we can but also like sometimes I'm gonna go to a bar 
like, I'm not going to worry about grocery shopping anymore. Like, I just am going to go grocery shop. Like, <laughs> well, gonna, yeah. And-, and I guess, I guess I'm lucky in New York because in all the bars, they require proof of vaccination to, to enter all bars and restaurants. Yeah. So obviously they are not doing that here in Tennessee. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm appreciative of that because it makes me feel better. I have a friend though, who is a healthcare professional, uh, acupuncturist. And when we go out, we have to, his preference is to find a bar that has an outside because just, mm-hmm. you know, just to, for the sake of his patients, you know? Yeah, sure. Even though well, we're all vaccinated, but yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I'm an inside person anyway. Like, I mean, I outside, I'm an outside person anyway. Like I like, I would rather be on a patio all the time, like anyway, so it's fine. Um, and I'm, you know, we did a lot of like hanging out at the house and bonfire, you know, we got a fire pit for the backyard and that sort of stuff. And like, um, you know, we will, we will do that. I mean, that is mostly what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, it's going to be interesting to see like if this winter feels sort of restful and restorative in that way, because things slow down and things, um, right this minute it doesn't really feel like that's gonna be true (laughs) I think that I think you're right that that's like what I'm aiming for though is that like it feels yeah it 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 my brain is thinking that it's going to be that way yeah I just I wonder if you know with the lifting of certain restrictions we all got really excited and started to do a lot of stuff and then realized like oh hey we want to do stuff, but maybe not as much stuff as we used to. But maybe not as much stuff as we used to. I think that's really true. I think I think uh, most most everybody I know is feeling really. I mean, and and to be fair, most of the people I hang out with are teachers. So teachers in particular are fucking exhausted. Like they're the the system is trying to act like this is a business as normal, like business as usual kind of year. Mm -hmm. And we've got to like, we're back to it and we're stronger than ever. And we've got to, you know, we're going to totally make up for all the learning loss that happened. And we're going to like get kids to where they're supposed to be. And we're like, and, and they just keep piling stuff on and piling stuff on and like kids aren't okay. They're not okay. And we don't, we don't talk about it and we don't acknowledge that like they lost a year and a half of their lives. They're developmentally not where they're supposed to be. They, and they've been traumatized. Like we've all been fucking traumatized and we're not fucking talking about it. And, and what happens is that like, it turns into this political thing that people start that the direction they take their feelings is anger. And so you start hating people who aren't doing what you're doing or aren't doing what you think you're, they should be doing. Yeah. And you start like, you're taking it out in that way. And like, everything is so like tense. Like I just like the, the energy of like adults is that, that everybody is fucking tense and you know, the world feels like a dumpster fire and everything. And we pretend like kids can't pick up on that shit, but they can and they do. And they're, they're a disaster. Yeah. Like I really, I haven't, I haven't been able to teach shit. Like I haven't, I haven't taught shit. Like, I mean, that's not hundred percent true, but <clears throat> so much less than I would have in a pre pandemic year. 
because we're just trying to get to the point that like the kids feel safe and comfortable in the room and they're like they can put down their you know they can put down their fear and their behaviors and 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 feel okay i think i think similarly yet you know i'm not a kid but (laughs) um and i don't know we all are too right yeah yeah um i don't know if other people feel like this but you know i didn't work for most of the pandemic and and whatnot and i'm back at a job and i don't know i can't tell if this job is busier or not busier than any other job that i've had um I'm pretty good about, you know, like leaving at five, five thirty, six at the latest um, and not taking work home. Yeah. Um, but I just haven't been able to feel like I've been. Like firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. yet back at a job, and I don't know if it has to do with covid or if it has to do with the world or or maybe this is just like I have to accept that this is what all cylinders are now based on like right. I can only like with the way the world is and affects us all this is all I can do yeah yeah and that like I mean and we've certainly talked about this before but that like we don't have to have the same definition of of productivity and we don't have to have the same where you are like killing yourself for work right well, and, like, and like my job says I'm doing well Right. I don't feel so, like I'm doing it's well. an internal. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but that's not, that's not you. Right. Because like the, the you that really. If, if that was genuinely what you wanted, as opposed to your conditioning from the culture, then you would be doing it. Yeah. Like it's the conditioning from the culture that makes you feel guilty that you're not doing it. But if you actually wanted to do it, you would do it. But you don't because you're not, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I think, I think that's a, that's a thing that exists in a lot of, in a lot of spaces in our lives, right? That like, what is it? And, and for me, I think the pandemic allowed some time to like process that kind of information of like, because I did have this space of time where it was like fully 100% what I wanted at all times. Right. Like I didn't have any other restrictions. I didn't have any other. And so what was it that I actually wanted to spend my time doing it? Where was it? Where was it that I actually wanted to put my energy and like, am I doing things differently now? And if so, why? And obviously work is, is different. I mean, I have to have a job, like tragically, I am not independently wealthy. (laughs) I have to have a job. Why aren't we? Can we talk about that? Oh my God. It's really unfortunate. I think, I think like I, I ended up catching some news over the weekend, which was a mistake Mm -hmm. (laughs) to begin Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. But what I keep hearing is I feel like once again, the news is getting it wrong. First of all. And they're getting it wrong in the sense that, like, return to a pre what pre pandemic. Let's stop talking about returning to what we were doing before the pandemic. Yes, because like, I think the what we learned during the pandemic was that didn't work. Yes, 
It wasn't the, working. The world is a different place now. Like this is a global event that has changed. It's just, it's like things are fucking different. And I, and I, I, I hated this term all throughout the pandemic, but we absolutely need to start getting used to a new normal now. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's not try to go back to the normal of 2019. No. Like, COVID's not going away. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And so it's something we have to learn to live with. It's it's the new flu. Yeah. And it, that's it. That's it. Like, and everyone needs to stop freaking out about, like, trying to get back to something that no longer exists. Yeah, I do wish the kids could take their masks off at school, though. Like, I don't want them to take their masks off. Do not mistake what I'm saying right now, folks. Like, I want them wearing their masks. But it is very sad for me that I don't get to see their little faces. (laughs) And that is the only, like, I am perfectly fine wearing a mask when I go to the grocery store, when I get on an airplane. Like, I will do that until the end of time. It is is fine. I am continually shocked and saddened by what people's faces look like without the masks. (laughs) Like you think they're going to be really cute. And then the mask comes off and you're like, Oh, you're not cute. (laughs) See, it's the opposite with kids because Right. Like, cause they're fucking adorable. And so every once in a while they have to take their masks. You know, I mean, they eat like they eat lunch and stuff. And so they have to take their masks off in, or like if we're doing like a little testing thing where I have to make sure they're saying the letters right or something like that. And I get them to pull their mask down and I'm like, Oh my God, you're so cute. Look at your little face. I wish I could see that all the time. Cause most of the time I just see your eyes blinking up at me confusedly. And that's stressful. <laughs> At at bowling, it's this weird conundrum because we've been asked to wear masks, but we're also drinking. And the bowling alley has not asked us to wear masks, but the league has asked us to wear masks. So the wait staff at the bowling alley is not wearing masks. And like, so it's this situation where where we're wearing our masks down on our chins and drinking our beers. And so we're like not really wearing masks. Yeah. And it's like, like, but it's totally on though. We're all required to be vaccinated to play. So like. Well, and that's, I mean, that's part of the thing that's so. Like if we're all vaccinated all this shit, in this room. Right? Is that like, you just don't fucking know. Every, it's so weird. It's all, it's all just so crazy. And you, but you do, you just have to like, you just have to figure out how to do stuff anyway. You have to like figure out how to live your life and you have to figure out how to, you know, like we're, we're having a Halloween party, but everybody who's been invited is vaccinated and it will be in the backyard and like, you know, so people can go in to like fix their plates and they can go in to go to the restroom. And then otherwise, like we're going to be hanging out and it may be cold as shit, but like we'll start the fire pit and whatever. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to be really cold in my costume. <laughs> what are you wearing? Steve and I are doing Wanda and Vision. Oh, yes. So we're doing wanda and vision in their halloween costumes oh yes so they're the episode that was like the 80s episode where they they had like the town halloween 
um, and they come down. So those costumes were like nods. To, it was like their original cartoon, like comic book costumes. Um, I, uh, from what I have seen so far in purchasing items, I think that's going to be a very popular costume this year. Uh, there seems to be a lot of those things out. So guess what my six-year-old niece is going to be for Halloween. Oh my God. Um, it's an inanimate object. I'll, I'll, I'll like clue you into that. Inanimate object? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Is she going to be a lamp? Nope. I feel like there are a lot of inanimate objects this could take a while. I know. Uh, a soccer ball. Nope. I'm going to guess one more time and then you just tell me. Is it a chair? Nope. All right. How weird is your six-year-old niece? She is going <laughs> She's going to be a whoopee cushion. <laughs> I didn't know they had those anymore. Yeah. And like... Is your six-year-old niece also a time traveler? <laughs> She picked it out herself, and apparently, She's like, the, I'm gonna like, wear the most hilarious costume from 1957. <laughs> Whoopee cushions, and it makes the farting sound. Well, that is, I'm, I'm sure, the funniest thing in the world to her. Like, I mean, kids think farting is hilarious. And then my six-year-old nephew, that they're twins, um, he's gonna be Marshmallow, the DJ. <laughs> Which so they're gonna be trick-or-treating as a marshmallow and a whoopee cushion. That is really entertaining. But also, I was thinking about it, and my nephew knows who DJ Marshmallow is. Right. Like at six years old, were you aware of pop culture? I was aware of uh no, you weren't. The Bangles. Okay. I loved the song Manic Monday. Okay. And I was aware of Tiffany. Tiffany. At six? Oh, yeah. Those were my two favorite songs when I was like five and six. I think we're alone now. It was just Tiffany, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her name was just Tiffany. Because I'm trying to say Tiffany Gibson, but that's because nope. of Debbie Gibson. Uh-huh. And I didn't really listen to Debbie Gibson. Um, yes. So I know who those two people were. And I knew about Jem from Jem and the Holograms. Yeah, but that was a cartoon. That's not pop culture then. Sure. It's pop culture now. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. But I did know about those things. I mean, I listened to the radio. So what he's saying is he's a big Jonas Brothers fan. And I mean, aren't we all? How how does being DJ Marshmallow mean he's a big Jonas Brothers fan? Oh, because that's Marshmallow's big hit is with the Jonas Brothers. No, he has lots of big hits. All right. Well, the one that's on the radio right now, at least. Um, yeah, no, it, I just found it like I was listening to my mom's music at that time, which included Linda Ronstadt, Kenny G, John Cicada, Phil Collins and Stevie Winwood. Wow, that is a traumatizing childhood. Yeah. No wonder you love Enya. <laughs> you love making fun of me for that, don't you? I mean, it's pretty amusing. <laughs> it's your it's your out of character thing. <laughs> is like, it? Okay. Yeah, like it 
for I, I, it makes sense to me because I know you really well, but like for somebody who just like has a casual acquaintance with you, they would be very surprised to learn that you have love for Anya. Like it's very random. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have kind of those things, right? What would you say is your out of character thing? Is, Is it how much I love Hallmark movies? No, no. I don't know. What is my out of character thing? Beer, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It seems like I should be a wine drinker. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like I should be a wine drinker. (laughs) And I keep trying and I like it, but not as much as I like beer. (laughs) What are you going to do? I don't know. Hey, Megan. Mm-hmm. What are you whelmed about? Shit, man. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna be real with you. There's not been a lot that I have been whelmed about um, that I have not already talked about. Um, so you know, I I uh, Ted Lasso has been amazing. Um, it is tragically tragically over, and I am heartbroken about it um i i it's just the kind of show that i love so much and they don't make that many of um and and i think they might be making even less uh for the first time in 50 years nbc has no half hour comedies on their fall lineup what yeah NBC has zero half hour comedies on their fall lineup. So they have some, they have some coming back at mid season, but it's only like six. So, and, and the only stuff that Fox has is their animation that they do on Sundays with family guy and Simpsons. Um, You know, CBS has a handful of them, but the CBS half hour comedies are terrible. Like it is so lowest common denominator it's young Sheldon in the neighborhood. And I I cannot stand that shit. I cannot stand it. Like it's so pedantic. Um, and it's like heartwarming, but not authentically heartwarming. Like Ted Lasso is, Mm -hmm. it's just like schmaltzy. And it's weird because I, I kept trying to explain the difference between, because I, I love cheesiness. Right. So when something is like earnest in its, heartwarmingness or earnest in even just like it's sentimentality or whatever that is cheesiness and I enjoy that but when they are like putting it on when they're like it's like the idea of a very special episode right like it feels forced Mm -hmm. and when and that is what all of the CBS sitcoms feel like to me when I try to watch them Um, with the exception of the unicorn but I think that got canceled who knows COVID messed everything up so maybe it'll be back in a year or two um so I think I, I, it's hard for me. It's not that I can't get behind a procedural, uh, but I don't need to watch six hours a week of Dick Wolf shows, which is what NBC has on this year. This yeah, fall. though I do have to say, um, uh, what's his face is back with organized crime. Oh, Chris Maloney and looking yeah. fine as hell. Looking mm-hmm. fine as hell. Absolutely. And I love his energy and I'm super excited about the things that seem to be they're skirting around the issue about him and Benson. And I'm super into it. All right. Yes. Um, Everybody's very into that. 
I was watching some Will and Grace over this past weekend, some of the newer episodes, and there was um this episode where uh like so for some reason um Will and Jack end up in a church and they're talking about Will having trouble with you know buying into religion or a, a spirituality and Jack says, "Do you watch NCIS?" And Will says, "No." And then Jack says, "Do you know anyone who watches NCIS?" And then Will says, "No." And then Jack says, but you know it exists. <laughs> As a way to like it. explain religion. Right? Well, and, and it's very accurate because while I don't watch it and I don't really know anybody, like most of my close people don't watch it. I do know some people who are super into it and it is like the number one show for 20 fucking years. So, and I can't say anything. Like I do love a procedural. I really do, you know? Um, but I... Yeah, so I just, it, it's tough for me. There hasn't been a lot of um, things to be very excited about. So I'm hoping, well, I'm I'm hoping just, there I'm, will be some surprises coming. Yeah, up. I'm hoping though that Ted Lasso has been successful and people have liked it. Schitt's Creek was crazy successful. And so I'm hoping, but those shows are not network television shows. Right. So, you know, I'm hoping that because of the success of those shows, people are looking for more stuff like that that's going to be on a streaming platform. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, creators, I mean, if I was a creator, I'd want to go to a streaming platform. You have an, you have an incredible amount more freedom than you do when you're, when you're on a network. And that's particularly true for a half-hour comedy show because... But let's, let's also think about who's watching crazy. network TV versus streaming. right. Yeah. The audience is different. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. And and part of the reason that the things that are successful on network television are successful on network television is because it's a very different market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully here's two more ABC plus a- ABC, more Apple Plus shows, man. They really have been killing it. So and also to the very exciting news that Agatha Harkness is getting her own fucking spinoff on Disney Plus. Because I will watch Katherine Hahn do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, what are you whelmed about? I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm whelmed about Kim Kardashian hosting SNL. <laughs> I saw this meme. This I watched it this morning this past weekend's and then I saw a meme about it afterward and the meme said she understood the assignment mm-hmm. and like she gets an A plus she understood the assignment she understood that her going on SNL means she needed to take the piss out of herself for an hour and a half yeah yeah and, and good for her, her for having the sense of humor to do it like it really like, makes her more likable yeah a, I like her more, mm-hmm. and I've never really liked her. Yeah. Um, and B, like, way for being, like, real about who you are. Yeah. And not an out-of-touch billionaire. And, yeah, like, yeah. And we were laughing with you, not at you, because you were. Right, because you understood, you understood what we needed, mm-hmm. which was for you to to show that you had a sense of humor and and a, and a sense of understanding about how people feel about you. Yep. Which is like, it is ridiculous that you're famous. For nothing, really. Yeah. 
And she took the piss out of like everyone in her family too. Yeah, which is great because it's ridiculous that they're famous as well. <laughs> yeah. Doing good for her. I have not watched Saturday Night Live in so many years. I can't, I forget that it exists. It's, it's sometimes fun to watch the opening sketch, the opening monologue, and then you fast forward to weekend update and you can usually be done after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love me some Colin Jost. Okay. The guy who's married to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know who he is. I uh, don't have any feelings about him. Mm. He's so cute. I'd, I'd rather date her. No, I want to date him because Great. He, he's plan. fine with we'll me being the star. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. <laughs> you would want to date Colin. You wouldn't want to date her. <laughs> oh. She's so cute, though. Mm. And if you think this episode was cute, please tell your friends, your book club, your bowling group, your drinking buddies. Your drag queens. Yeah. Tell them all about it. And tell them that they can find us on Instagram at Whelmed Podcast or on Facebook at Whelmed with Megan and Charlie and wherever they listen to their podcasts. Huzzah. <laughs> I love you, honey. What would I do without you? You never have to worry about that. Oh, boo. Bye. Bye.